Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered and excited about the honor that it is to raise children. Hello, listeners. We are back with episode 12. What? Hello, everybody. Episode 12. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it either. So today we are going to be chatting about something that Carly actually posted to her stories about the other day. So do you want to um, share the question that you asked the other day and then we'll yeah, just go from there? I Oh, I don't have the specific thing pulled up, but I said something like, if a first-time mom asks you advice oh, yeah. on becoming a mother, like what's the most important thing or something like that, what would you tell them? And I literally had like almost 50 people write in and it was so cool and interesting to see that basically everybody said some kind of variation of listen to your intuition. Listen to that mama intuition. And I just thought that was so cool because I love seeing so many different women who live in so many different places, so many different experiences, so many different situations. And they were all saying the same exact thing. And that goes to show you how important it is. Yeah. And it just shows you like everybody goes through the same stuff when they become a mom. Yes. Like we are all united in motherhood. Yes. And I love that you said it like that. We are united in motherhood because especially today in our society and the culture and what goes on on social media with people and their opinions. It's like what we talked about last week, agreeing to disagree, disagreeing respectfully, not interjecting your thoughts, feelings, opinions onto someone else and what they choose to do with their family or as a mom. And we are all united by the fact that we are mothers, but no, no motherhood experience is the same, but there are a lot of, layers within motherhood that we all experience yeah it's kind of like how i think last week we talked about how surrendering in motherhood means something different to everybody yes because everybody's situation is different and that's a beautiful thing and we can all learn from each other but to a certain extent it's like we're all so different but we're also the same yeah and I think more people need to see that, to realize that yeah. we are very similar. Even if you think that you're not, we are very similar. And I think a lot of the time, too, we were even saying this before we hopped on the podcast. Sometimes moms don't say things or share things with family or friends because they don't want to be viewed as like the weird one but they don't realize how many other moms are on the same exact page as they are. Uh And that you could find people who are like, yeah, you know what? 
I've been through that too. And it's really hard. Or you could just have someone who's like, tell me what's going on and let's chat about it. And then they can share their story with you, even though it very likely will not be the same thing. It can be similar situation or similar circumstances. And I just think we need to be united. We need more of that. So I think yeah. that's really lacking right now in general. And I love the idea of mothers telling other mothers to do what feels right for them because they're literally created to be the mother of the baby that they're growing. Yes. Like no other person can do the job of raising your baby. That is literally how God made us. Literally. And gosh, like, it's so amazing. Like it's, it's so simple, but it's so like, it's just amazing. It's so simple, but there are so many layers. <laughs> Literally what we always say, there are so many layers. Are you guys sick of hearing that yet? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true because I was saying to you before we started recording. Also, guys, every time before we record, Carly and I talk for like two hours. And then we're like... Now, we, we ma- talk like two podcasts worth before we even record Literally. Every <laughs> single time. Um, but I remember, especially in the early stages of motherhood with my daughter, I just felt like people didn't get it and by people I mean the people in my immediate family and my some of my friends who hadn't had children yet and then I started sharing about it on Instagram I just started writing about motherhood and one of my posts was like what I believe in personally and I don't remember exactly what it was I'm hoping I can find it but Basically, like, I believe in responding to your baby when they cry. I believe in sleeping with your baby. I believe in nursing your child to sleep. I believe in having your baby be placed back into your arms if they're clearly uncomfortable with somebody else. And it was viewed as so radical and still is by a lot of people in our family and society. And when I shared that, I did not expect to receive the response that I did. And I swear, almost every single comment on there was like, thank you so much for sharing this. I have felt this way. Or I wish that I did this with my baby. And I wish that I listened to my intuition. And I would give anything to go back and change that. And that for me, it kind of just hit it home it made me realize everything that I was feeling was normal because it's what I'm created to do. I'm biologically wired to respond to my child just as my child is biologically wired to need me as her mother. And it's, I mean, again, this ties into the whole discussion on detachment within our society and where it begins But it's just, you are not alone. I think that's one of 
the biggest things that I want moms to know and anyone who's listening is that you are not alone in feeling how you're feeling. You're not yeah. alone. And, and you may not realize that you're not alone until you talk to someone who gets it. And in, even in our case, Carly and I have never met each other in person. But I can text Carly because I know she gets it and because I feel safe telling her something because I just because that's the relationship that we have. Yeah. And that is so special. And I'm so thankful for it. I thank God for it every day. Yeah. Because that's what mothers should be able to shout from the rooftop what is important to them. Yes. And how they truly feel yes. in their gut on how they should raise their children. Mothers should be able to stand in their convictions and have people around them cheering them on doing that. Supporting everything that they're saying. And in the safety of established relationships, then that's where the questions and discussions and back and forth can go. Yes. But in general, it should just be like, I see you doing your thing and I'm happy for you. Yes. Like I see you being so intentional about you, how you're raising your kids. I know that you're using wisdom and discernment and your God-given intuition. And I celebrate that. Yes. Because that's literally exactly what you should be doing as a mother to your children. Because following your intuition is literally the most important thing yeah and i mean i know we've probably talked on several episodes by now about intuition and stuff and i think i used to i've always been an intuitive person even even as a child like i just knew stuff even though i didn't like know that it was kind of weird that i knew stuff kind of thing But as far as like my own intuition and listening to myself, my body, what it's telling me, it, it took me a long time, even after I became a mom to really get back to that Mm -hmm. and to really understand, okay, wait, I have to, here we go, get back to the basics. (laughs) Like, understand, like, I need to get in tune with how God created me. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why I feel the way that I feel. Yes. I am not a crazy person. Validating your feelings. And because your intuition can know things that, like, other people don't know. No. Like it's it's beyond something that you can comprehend comprehend and i think that that's where having faith and like being rooted in that comes into play because it's something so much bigger than what this world can tell you what it's any something much bigger than what your pediatrician can tell you what or any what people on social yeah any scientific it's, data it's so much bigger than that. It's it's so much bigger than that. And also just the idea that when you become a mom, it's 
if you were already intuitive before, then you have these heightened instincts. It is, it is wild, truly. There are times I will, I mean, I will say anytime that I have not followed my intuition since becoming a mom, something has gone wrong anytime. And without fail, that is one of the main reasons why I can stand in my conviction and can say, this isn't going to work for us. This is going to work for us. Setting boundaries, whatever it is, because anytime I've ignored that, it didn't go well. And so, but like these heightened instincts, when you become a mom, it's like, you know, something is going to happen before it happens with it. And then the times that you just ignore that and then that happens and you're like, well, I knew that was going to happen and I just didn't do anything about it. I know. It's crazy, but it's cool. Yeah. I remember it just made me think about when all my kids were like teeny tiny newborns. I would wake up like within a minute before they would wake up in the night. It was literally like almost as if our bodies were like connected. Mm -hmm. Hello, because they are. Mm -hmm. Like I would just, and I would try to like tell my husband, like, I just know that they're about to wake up. I just know that this is like, they need this. I just know. And I think that's when I started, it almost like freaked me out a little bit (laughs) that I was like, wait a second, like this is powerful. And I'm just, I don't know. It's, that was like the start of me like realizing like oh wait this is something so much bigger than something that i can comprehend or something that i can learn from a book or something that i can hear about advice like i am actually there's something within me telling me how to be a mother yes and i need to listen to that oh my goodness i'm so glad that you said that because that's one of the main things that i so badly wish moms realized it's within you it's already within you yeah and again talking about detachment our society is so detached and even with moms who start to listen to their intuition once they become a mom then you have people that are pushing for you to become more detached and there are situations where moms listen to their pediatrician or their parents, or their spouse, or their friends, or whoever, and that just further detaches them instead of going in the opposite direction and tuning back into their bodies and tuning back into their babies. Because like you and I have said, if you're not in tune with yourself, you can't be in tune with your child. You cannot. But, ugh. I could go on rants about detachment every single day. <laughs> well, because it's so prevalent and it it really is like a muscle that you have to work at leaning into, especially if it was something that was quieted for so long. Yes. It's like you have to work at, okay, I am safe to trust my body and how it's feeling. I am safe to believe what I'm believing. I am safe to stand in my convictions. And and that you're worthy of all of those yeah. things. Yeah. Because if it wasn't 
modeled for you or you weren't told or made to feel safe growing up, you have to work at that. And this is why you and I talk about processing things and doing the internal healing as as mothers because we have to do that in order to be able to respond to and be in tune with our children and understand what their needs are. And I think that's another big thing that's lacking is just that the detachment makes people think that there's something wrong with their baby or that they're because I mean, we've talked about it before in a lot of the mom groups, these moms are talking about things, these normal things like developmentally normal things for infants and child, child, excuse me, children. And they're like, how do I get my baby to stop being a baby? And they don't say it obviously, but they'll ask questions and I'm like, this is how far removed we are from understanding what our babies and children need. Yeah. And I just want moms to know that your baby waking up at nighttime is normal. Your baby nursing to sleep is no- normal. Your baby only wanting you is normal. Your yeah. feelings about wanting to be with your baby all the time, those are normal too. Yeah. It's it's just there are so many things. <laughs> well, and it's hard just having so much the access to information and people and everything. Obviously, there's good things that come along with the access of information, but right. think about the impact of like having to feel like you have to explain yourself. To everybody like on the internet like posting on social media like back in the day you didn't have to explain yourself to anybody Mm-mm. what did you probably talk to your neighbors you'd probably talk to your family like it wasn't like this everybody's telling you you're doing something wrong yeah. all the time or telling you that you're crazy for feeling like that or telling you it's no big deal and just like that's that makes it hard for mothers to lean into that right and that how i mean just like it's a muscle and how you work at it it's almost like that muscle can atrophy and that's how detachment starts right just continues well we were saying before we started recording we were talking about how older generations have been taught to lead their babies to cry it out. And they say it's only for a few minutes or only for a few days or only for a few weeks. And then in turn, the next generation does that. And the next generation does that because that's the advice that they're giving. And it's just further detaching everybody. And it takes conscious, mindful, intentional choices to reattach yourself so like you're saying it's like a muscle you have to work it out so for example if you as an infant were left to cry it out all the time and then you learned to not cry out anymore that's we've talked about this that's a piece of detachment 
And then because you learned not to cry out, then you learned that you were going to hold your tongue or not say things. And then that continues with each milestone, each age. And then as an adult, you have your own baby and you're thinking, well, my baby is crying. I need to respond to them. But then everybody else is telling you not to do that. But we're hardwired to do that. So it, so it could be very confusing. Yeah. So I can, yeah. see, I can see that. But I truly think it depends on where your intuition was before, too. Because the amount of healing that I've done since becoming a mother, I'm in a completely different mindset mentally, emotionally now than I was then. But I still knew that it did not feel right. And yeah. I and, and there was a part of me that was like, I'm never going to let my baby cry it out. Like, it just didn't feel right to me. Even for other babies, people, yeah. other people's children, I should say. Um, it just, I don't know. I just, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, and see, I have an interesting perspective because that's how I started out my motherhood journey. Thinking like, oh, you have to teach your baby to sleep. Right. Oh, they have to learn how to self-soothe. Oh, like that was the mindset that I had because that's what was told to my mom to do to me. Right. Like my doctor told her to do that to me. So why would she think anything else? You trust your doctor. It's not like my mom had the internet or like social media telling her all this other information about brain development and actually what that means. So then I come along and I have my kids and I'm thinking, oh, well, like, that's just what you do. Right. And it's interesting because I've been in that headspace and now I'm not in that headspace. So I, I empathize with people. Yes. But then I'm also like, I wish that people knew how freeing it is to get out of that mindset and tune back in to yourself like yes i think there's so i mean there's it's like it's freedom in the surrender yeah like i was suffocated by unrealistic expectations yes same of my children same and that damages your relationship with your baby oh wholeheartedly without and question it's hard to be the mother that you need to be when you are consciously or unconsciously damaging your relationship with your child and that's one of the million reasons why I'm so passionate about the way that I raise my children because I need my children to grow up in an environment where I honor them listening to their bodies. Yes. I honor them listening to their God-given intuition that they already have, even as children. Yes. That I don't, I mean, it just starts getting dismissed. I mean, like we've said from day one, and so I am not okay with that. No. So 
I unsubscribe to that. <laughs> so we, that's why I'm, I mean, when it comes to food, I'm like, you, you're in charge of your body. I don't know when you're full. You can tell me when you're full. Oh, yes. That one. I'm glad you said that. That's yeah. one that really, I mean, I know we talk about triggers, but I don't understand that. I, I genuinely don't understand. You, you're going to sit there and force your child to eat all of the food on their plate and think that they're going to have a healthy relationship with food or think that well, that is okay. Yeah. That is such a generational thing. Oh, so, yes, for sure. For sure. But yeah. you still see it. It's still it's still common practice in a lot of oh, yeah. families. Well, but I mean, just like that, that's an example or like letting kids, like if my kids are doing something like risky, like risky play. Yes. Like, let me know if you need help, like sitting back and letting kids know where their safety threshold is. Yes. And that is something that I had to unlearn so much so. And I think probably because that's how I was parented. I don't really remember in my conscious brain, but that's something that I have been actively working on for so long because I think I made my daughter feel overcautious in about a lot of things. So she was afraid to try new things because I would say, oh, be careful, be careful, be careful. Yeah. And then I learned about the importance of letting them do things because that's how they learn. Yeah. And I mean, it makes so much sense when you slow down and think about it. Yeah. But when you're conditioned to do something else and then it's just unconsciously coming out of you and then you sit back and realize, okay, no, <laughs> we're not going to do this. And then you see the difference in them, in in their confidence in their desire to try new things instead of hindering that yeah and I mean those those are just a couple of examples but I just I just want to foster an environment that supports that we want to foster safe loving supportive intuitive environments and there's just a part of me too that just I want that for everybody you know and that's why we have these open honest conversations about why it's so important to create those environments for our children because we didn't have that growing up yeah so we we want to actively make the choice to do it differently for them so they grow up not having to do as much healing as we do, hopefully, but also so they pass that on to their children and then their children. We talk about this all the time because breaking generational cycles isn't necessarily easy work. There's times where it feels really, really difficult, especially if you're going against the grain and your entire family does not understand it and wants to question you about it or try and convince you to do otherwise. And again, that all ties back into ignoring that and listening to your intuition, 
because that's what we were made to do. It's just yeah, makes me feel sad sometimes. Yeah. But and I that's do... why it's so important to have a an established inner circle where it's a trusted relationship where you can discuss things. Yes. And where your intuition will be honored. Yes. And that's and, what Yeah. That's what you and I are here to create. Like we we and we've yeah. said it on the podcast before. If there are things that you want to talk about that you don't feel comfortable talking about with your friends or your family, message us. Message us directly, message the podcast page. We're happy to talk about these things because you and I have been through that. Yeah. And so have numerous other mothers. And we want to create that safe, understanding place, not just for our kids, but for moms too. Moms need that too. Yeah. So many layers. <laughs> so many layers. And I mean, I think the important thing is for you to know that you can't be what your children need you to be and please everyone at the same time. Boom. And that is very, very hard if you're raised to be a people pleaser. And, and it all ties into everything that we say because parent pleasers become people pleasers become codependent all of those things so we do it differently <laughs> yeah and how you approach this stuff matters and it's really about awareness yeah that was what we were saying too that if you're in a stage where you're in and you're a new mom and you're letting your baby cry it out and you feel that that's okay. What else is going on in your life that you are ignoring or numbing out or not allowing to come up for you to process and explore? Because yeah. that needs to be a, a conversation, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's what people say. Oh, well, it's just this. I'm just letting them cry it out for, you know, this amount of time or this amount of days or like, but it's not just that because making decisions that go against how we were biologically made to respond to our children, to care for our children, the cascade of impact goes much further than that so much so because i mean and i don't want to sound dramatic but it it damages your relationship it does it, it damages your attachment your connection with your baby and that's so important for you to be to have that attachment to your baby to have that connection to be in tune with each other it's so important. And I think the other thing that people don't realize is that when babies are born, what is it? It's only like 25% of 
their brain is developed. So they're still technically, when they're born, they're still technically like premature in a way. Yeah. Because they still need you. That's why they call it the fourth trimester. Yeah. Because they still need you. Literally, they are, they biologically need you down to their core in order to properly develop. Yeah. Which so many people have no idea about. Well, and the world is not set up to support that. No. So that's why it's so, it's such a weird thing to talk about and people are threatened or feel like they're being shamed or whatever when they don't do that and they just go along with mainstream parenting and it's like at some point like how long can it go on of people detached people raising detached people yeah like at what point does it just explode right and everybody's just so detached that we can't even function like function like society just collapses yeah i mean i just always thought about it as specifically with like the cry it out thing but even before i learned about the brain development i just thought about animals in the wild if you at if you were an animal and you left your infant your baby to cry it out your baby would get eaten by a predator Mm -hmm. if you left them in another area away from you at nighttime Mm -hmm. yeah your baby wouldn't be there anymore Mm-mm. And that to me, like that logic, it just, that makes sense to me. <laughs> so, yeah. so why as mothers, do we think it's appropriate to let our baby cry, have our baby, our newborn baby be in a separate room than us and then come back and sleep in bed with our husbands or our dogs or whatever Yeah, But leave your newborn who literally needs you to live and thrive. Literally just came out of your body. Literally. Like just came into the world used to being next to your heartbeat inside your body, constantly nourished whenever they wanted. They didn't have to cry. They didn't have to do anything. It's not just a transition for mothers when they become mothers. It's a huge transition for babies too. Yeah. Huge. And it's so strange and interesting that this detached parenting style is the United States. Literally. Like the rest of the world for the history of the world. Babies are close to their moms. You're sleeping with your children. Yep. Kids know that they're safe. They're close. Everybody's together. Family is together. Mm-hmm. Working together. Like, and it just took like no time for people to think that that's weird. Well, I just want to know like when it started like I think about this all the time. Who was the last person in your lineage to have their babies at home or to bake bread at home or to do any of the homesteading things that we talk about? 
but who was in your lineage the last person to like not sleep with their baby? You know what wow. I mean? I wonder that. Where did it start? How long ago was that? And why? And what would the impact be had that not happened? Would we be, we, I mean, we would be a, a, an attached society. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's so... Now I'm, like, thinking about... That's crazy to think about. It's a what-if situation. You know. But it's, but it's within the last several generations. Like, it's not like it was that long ago. No. I mean, how quickly... But it's like we're getting so far ahead that we're falling behind. <laughs> like I just, we're going backwards. All, yes, I feel like we are going so fully backwards. We're, we are so far removed from what really matters. And then the people like you and I who are trying to get back to the basics, to what really truly matters, and being in tune with our bodies and our children and our food – we are seen as woo-woo or hippies or whatever. And I don't understand why people want to not have food that they didn't make or food from our country or like take the time and effort to sit down at a table and have fam like have a meal with your family that you all made together. I, yeah. I, I can't understand why people will go out to restaurants and sit there on their phones I, it's ugh. detached yes detached, detach so yes. much detachment everywhere screaming it from the rooftops like everything is detachment yeah, yeah. i know so we'll be i know we always say bait like get back to the basics but seriously like that's that's really what I want to do. Like, that's what I think about every day. And I'm like, God, I know that there is a reason why all of this stuff has been put onto my heart. Yes. I know that there's a reason why I know the things that I know and I understand the things that I understand. And yeah, it's hard because a lot of things I feel like I'm going first mm -hmm. in a lot of aspects in how I am and in my motherhood journey. But I truly believe that, I mean, I have to believe that I was made for a time like this. Like I was made for this circumstance. I was made into my family for a reason. I was given my children for a reason. And how terrible would it be if I just didn't listen? If you ignored that. If I ignored that. Like the blessings that I would miss out on if I just put it out of my head, put it out of my heart, just put my head down, do what everybody else does, do what the world does. I would... I mean, my, I, I just can't even imagine. I don't even want to think about that because I don't want that at all. 
I don't want that at all. But then I also at the same time think about the people who are doing that. I know. When internally it's screaming, no, this isn't right. Yeah. And so that's why we want to have these conversations. To let people know you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. You don't have to raise your children the way everybody else is doing it just because your parents did it or your grandparents did it or your best friend does it. You don't have to do that. Yeah. And what you were talking about before when you were talking about how unrealistic expectations impacted your motherhood journey, I felt the same exact way. I had unrealistic expectations about sleep, about early newborn days, about the first six months. And I would, I caused myself so much stress over that. And I was bugging out, out of my skin. I was just cranky all the time. And then once I let go of it and I surrendered, it was so much easier. It was just, wow. It's like a weight. Yeah. Oh, it and that's what I want moms to know. That that is what I want moms to know is a they're not alone. B people have conversations like what we're having all the time. They may not be ones that you hear in general, but they exist. And motherhood doesn't have to feel hard. Yes, there will absolutely be days or weeks or seasons that feel really hard, and we're not taking away from that but that's why we talk about it and we process it yeah and we don't ignore it yeah and I think there's a difference the kind of hard that motherhood was for me before is not the same hard that mother is now motherhood is now if that even makes sense it's a different kind of hard yes it's a hard but I know that it's good at the same time. Yes. It's and kind I of like before when I was more detached and confused and trying to figure out what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. That was just hard because it was hard because it was hard. I mean, like, yeah, that it's a, it's a different because it changed, it changes, it changes the way you think it changes the way your mission it changes it it changes everything your outlook perspective that's i was gonna say literally everything (laughs) yeah but it does and i mean at the end of the day i say this to you all the time i just i deeply deeply genuinely pray that People start their healing journey and people listen to what's on their hearts and listen to what they're here for and what their children are here for. I I want to normalize connected parenting and listening to your intuition and responding to your babies. It's let's bring that back. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like we covered everything that we wanted to cover? I think that was good. Yeah. 
we spent some time trying to figure out exactly what we wanted to talk about before we came on and sometimes we just feel like free-flowing it ends up being a better conversation yeah I just really wish that mothers knew this same and I wish that moms knew that I don't know I think just the awareness and like taking it makes me sad to think about the amount of times in my life that I didn't just like you said that I didn't listen to my intuition Mm -hmm. because I mean that that's what it is I mean it's literally the Holy Spirit it is God gave it to us and we we have to you have to listen to it like that that is a beautiful surrender to listen to that to get back to that I just think that surrendering in all of the aspects is key to everyone being happier truly surrendering to processing surrendering to healing surrendering in motherhood yeah that's what it's all about yeah well this was another great conversation yeah i'm very curious to hear people's thoughts on yeah let us know what you think what was it like your process of getting back to your intuition. Did you know about this? Did you not know about this? What did it look like? Yeah, we'd love to chat about it. So yeah, feel free to comment on our posts or send us messages or anything. Always happy to chat. Yep. All right, listeners, we will be back next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.